Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. This episode of the 239 Uncensored Podcast is proudly sponsored by Florida Pro Realty. If you are buying, selling, renting, or in need of property management, please give us a call or visit our website at www.floridaprorealty.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 239 Uncensored Everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we have a great podcast episode today. We have Adam Villano. And Adam, you know, you're you're really Mr. Uh, real Estate Guy locally. Welcome to the studio. I appreciate it. It's been a long time. We've been friends, what, 10 years? Yeah, it's been a long time. And we we, we met first over at Nabor, right? And we were on the, um, you know, safety. the committee, the safety committee. And we just tried to improve, you know, realtor safety. And you are the sales director. Is that the right name? Sa- sales I'm manager? Co-sales manager at Compass in Naples. Okay. So we have... Uh, there's me and one other person, and we uh, we manage about 200 agents right wow, now. Wow, 200 agents, yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good amount. I mean, we do a fair amount of business. Um, we were purchased. Uh, I worked for a company before, BX, and we yep. purchased in April by Compass. So we all moved over. Okay. So it's been great. Yeah. Been good good switch. Good yeah. move. And then also you're involved, I believe you're the chair of the Professional Development Committee yeah, at Nabor. I've been involved at uh, Nabor for maybe six or seven years, been involved at the state level and at the national level a little bit. So just trying to improve the industry through professionalism, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think, how we met. So. Yeah, and I, I know you like teaching and instructing and doing all that stuff. So that's a, that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you do something long enough and it's been, like I said, 20 years, I, I think I'm going to hit this year. And it's like, you want to start giving back and having conversations. And it's just a nice outlet for the experience you have. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And it's great. You can, you know, impress and you can, you know, talk to newer folks. And I think that conversation and people always say too, that to really better yourself in the, you know, in a professional environment, it's great to teach about something because you, it forces you to learn it. Yeah. hundred percent. And I yeah. think it's one of the, you know, like, we have, we just passed California, right? So we have 225,000 agents in Florida. Now. Wow. Yeah. We're the number one state of real estate agents. So it's, you know, I think it's, it's good for certain reasons, but it's also frustrating for others because you're competing against so many more people. You know, we have all these people moving here, they're retiring, they're getting their license and you know, the, the bar is a little bit low from a educational level, in my opinion, on how you get licensed. And we've talked about that before. It's, it hasn't changed in many years. And so it, because that bar is so low to get into the business and it's not very expensive to stay in the business, we end up attracting a lot of people that are looking for, you know, secondary income or they're semi-retired or, or whatever the case may be. They figure they can do a couple deals a year and, you know, that's a nice you know, supplement to their income. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's good. Good little push. And I, you know, I've been licensed since 2001. So it's been like 21 years. Uh, I really didn't do a whole lot of real estate other than my own private stuff. 
And then I started my brokerages in 2015. I have two of them. I have a referral side, Naples Pro Realty, and then my main brokerage, which I have about 43 agents. It's Florida Pro Realty, and we have an office here in Naples, and then we have an office up in Tampa. And then also we have a real estate school, which is great. And our next class, just I'll throw it in there, a little plug, um, is going to be starting on March 21st. So doing an evening class. I believe my license is still hung with you at that school. Yeah, you can, you are one of my instructors. It's great. Yeah. So you are always welcome to bring your education and knowledge over to us. So it's great. It's a good thing. So the reason why I brought you in today and, and first off, you just have a lot of knowledge, a lot of information. I love like reading things that you put out just recently. You made a a post and you said, listen, this is, this is a much different market than what it was in six, seven, eight, where we had the crash and, Folks, listen, there, it's, it's a whole different dynamic. Can you kind of fill us in? The, the information that I read was, was incredible. It was, a, it was a long post, but it was from start to finish, it was a, a great read and, and very good information. Well, I appreciate that. I, I think going back to education, I think we're all better if we're educated. And I think from you know, the last couple of years in the business, it was easy to get by. You didn't have to do a lot of work. There were a lot of people coming here. It was, it was fairly, you know, Sometimes we call it order taking, but you know, it's the, the level wasn't that high. And I, I started hearing a lot of people say, you know, look, the market's going to do what it did in 2008. It's the same signs. It's a bubble. It's this, it's that. And when you dig into the data and then you look at what's going on in the market, there's just not a lot of similarities. And, you know, I was around and so were you back in the early days, 2002, 2003, and you saw a huge boom. You saw a lot of you know, um, I'm not going to call it predatory lending, but a lot of, you right. know, you, know you, you could fog a glass and get How much do you make? Yeah, yeah. I'd make uh, 250 All right, good. It, it, it was crazy times. And, you know, you saw a lot of people flipping, a lot of people buying multiple properties. And, you know, and we didn't see it really crashed. Like if you read, you know, watch any of the famous films like Big Short or anything like that, it's like 2007, 2008. But anybody on the ground in 2005, it, right, I, you know, I always equated to Wilma when Wilma came through it was like almost like a light switch turned off. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Everything sort of dried up. Right. So it was like, everything kind of went quiet and you could kind of feel it. And a lot of us had done pretty well back then. And we we're like, okay, we're, we're going to see an adjustment. And then 2006 and then seven. And then, and then you started seeing all the foreclosures and forbearance and it just blew up. Right. And it turned into a disaster. And so, you know, a lot of people want to compare that. I don't see any, you know, comparisons me and you talked about it you know a little bit coming in it's like in naples we average maybe 50 percent cash sales the last two months we've been close to 60 percent i read that yeah i mean when you're talking that kind of equity it's it's absolutely the different situation than 2007 and 8 where everybody was like 100 percent financing um i mean sometimes 110 yeah yeah, (laughs) 110 110 (laughs) percent financing yeah i mean and it was you know you know no money down and all this stuff and you know, it made sense for people to be able to walk away from homes, right? It's like, it, 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 we called it almost the strategic foreclosure, if you will, because it was like, well, okay, I paid 400, it's worth 200. I'm never, it's easier for me to just walk away, you know, short sale or foreclosure. And so that's what happened. And we saw signs go up everywhere and it was crazy. And if you live through those times, you, you never want to forget them, right? Because we all had PTSD. Right? Yeah. And we, we learned from it. Yeah. But when we sit back and we look at this market and we go, geez, like, look at the cash sales. Look at where our inventory levels are. We're at like 0.08 months of inventory. 
national average is like six months. So most economists would tell you six months, uh, six months of inventory is balanced, right? Not sellers, not buyers. There's some pretty well-known people in Naples that always had said, it's probably closer to 10 or 12 because we're in a seasonal market that we need to get to to be balanced. So when I look at, you know, 0.08 months of inventory, I think, okay, so that's a six times increase in inventory. To get yeah, that's not, that's not even point, it's not even yeah. point one, right? right, right. <laughs> or, or one. Right. And so then, and then you start talking to builders and I know, you know, a lot of the builders and um, we actually had uh, one of the, one of the big builders come in and present to um, it was uh, Mike Bowen with DR Horton came in and presented to our agents and, and he just went through the facts of life, right? It can't get windows, can't get trusses, can't get supplies or build them as fast as they can. The stuff they were building is selling out. So, so where's this increase in inventory going to come? We know there's not a big forbearance market in, in Naples. Right. People are paying and they're yeah, it's coughing cash. up the money, right? It's cash yeah. or, and look, you know, I think there was some good changes made after, you know, that that crash. I mean, the, the regulations on mortgages got a lot stricter. You had to put more money down. Credit scores had to be realistic. You had to prove your income. And so you, you, you live through that for five or six years or well, 10 years now. So we know the loans that were written after the crash are better loans, right? And they're, they're solid, solid, right? And we know there's a ton of cash in the market. So, where you know, there's always going to be some foreclosure, like, I mean, job losses and stuff like that. But it, I don't think to that level. And I think with the appreciation we've seen in the market, even if you are in trouble or were in trouble on a loan four or five years ago, you've made enough money that you could sell and get out of it. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I know some folks that, you know, they bought a house, they paid top dollar for it. You know, back then it was like 450, right? You get in a neighborhood, it's like 450. Then in 2009 and 10, people were coming and buying the exact same model, the exact same house for 175. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like you said, their thing is like, why the hell am I paying my mortgage? Which I have a little different thought on that because I'm like, because you signed the damn paper, right? No. And I, but, yeah. but the reality is, it's like your mortgage is four grand and theirs is like 1500. Right. And, you know, everybody just felt so under underwater. And that situation, and it's just a lot of a lot of different things that were going on. So I, you know, bringing this up the way it is, it's 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 important. Do do we see anything inventory wise? Like, what what did the builders say? When are, when are they coming out of the ground? Are they eighteen months out? Some of these houses. I mean, many of them are struggling to put you know to get supplies, right? So right. supply chain stuff. That's a major issue. Obviously, land is at a premium. So I, I do think there's some, you know, I know like DR Horton has some major products, but then there's other builders that have, you know, cut commissions and made it difficult and aren't really playing nice in the sandbox right now. So, you know, for us, it's, it's challenging. It, you know, going back to what we talked about, you know, it's not only cash sales, it's where our buyers are coming from. Right. So, right. you know, every year United Van Lines and U-Haul put out annual reports about like where their trucks are going. And if you look at those, you'll see, they're coming here, right? New Florida, York, New York, Chicago, uh, Minnesota, um, California, more Californians than we've ever probably seen before. And they're all coming here going, well, yeah, I, I know you local people are complaining like the prices are going up too high and gets unaffordable and blah, blah, blah. But they're laughing. They're like, this is cheap. Like, I can buy a five bedroom house for 900,000. Yeah. I mean, they're, 
they're, they're looking at, you know, they're living in a thousand square foot studio in New York city for $4 million. Yeah, like, right. We'll just stroke the check. So, you know, I, I think it, we live in a very weird place, right? We live in, and I think Naples has gone under the radar for many years. Like we were like the kind of the secret, secret paradise. Yes, yes. Yes. But now you, you read every like Forbes will come out with best destination. This and it's always Naples now. And I think we're, we're not the best kept secret anymore. I think people know that this is an amazing place. And I mean, there's parts of it that are awful, right? Like, so awful in the sense for locals, right? Right. It's, it's going right. to be hard for our service industries and our people to find affordable housing. Like it, there's no question it's going to be a struggle. Um, it, you know, but I think, and, and I can't fix that unfortunately. Right. But I do think if you go to other areas, it's not uncommon to commute 45 minutes or an hour. It's not pleasant, but it's reality. Yeah. Most right? of those big cities, that's usually what happens. You live in Boston, you live in New York, you're coming from, it's an hour yeah. one way in yeah. most cases. Yeah. I think you're going to start to see more of that where, and I think you'll, you'll see, I definitely think you're going to see more, you know, building and push East. I think that's where you're going to see it. You know? Yeah. And that's going to have to happen because it's just, there's everything is so dense here. Yeah. And, you know, people say, well, it's not like the city of New York, of course not. But, you know, I've been here for 32 years. The, the time that I've been here, I've never really seen like a, a three year, window that has been so drastic and quick and fast as it is right now i mean i live you know just east of collier boulevard and that whole area is just crazy and then every time i drive down the, the east trail I, I go i can't believe this place is there what's yeah. over here and then i drive out where i'm at and I, I drive down the road and all of a sudden i see a building i'm just wondering where all these these places are coming from it's amazing well, yeah, I, I lived in um, a golf community and on the East Tra Treviso Bay for five or six years. And when I moved in, it was there was nobody there. Yeah, I remember. And now it's like, it's crazy. I mean, people that are concerned, I our office is over by Waterside, right? So what are we, five minutes away? Right. I, I tried to get here. It probably took me 20 minutes because of traffic. I mean, and we're right around the corner. And I'm talking about today. So, I mean, you see it out there. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. And you know what's really good is Naples has been able to keep it keep it real as far as I think the planning and management. We complain about it sometimes because it takes a while to get things done. But I think there's a lot of thought when they put in, you know, maybe a shopping center. And, we, you know, we kind of laugh at the medians. But the reality is that's what makes the difference between, you know, Collier County versus another county. It just every time I, I travel a lot. So every time I land, get on the, you know, get, get on the road and get back from the airport, I'm like, wow, Naples yeah. is just beautiful. This place is, is, is paradise. I was, uh, I started my career in Palm Beach. So I lived there for the first 10 or 11 years and before I moved to Naples and totally the opposite, right? So if you go to West Palm and you go to, you know, Boca and you go to those areas, it's like urban sprawl, right? It's crazy. They just let anything go up, high rises, everything. And, and you feel it. I was, we used to joke, it was like, you get off the alley, you're stressed. Like once you, you know, hit the end of the alley, you're like stress level goes up. People are just, cutting you off, yeah, people your like, horn. What the hell? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it would be really cool if we could just put a wall like in the, cause 
you know, what we're starting to see now is a lot of people from Miami are, are like, you know, I can drive. I can drive. Yeah. And we, we saw a ton of that during COVID. We saw all, a lot of our hotels were like filled up with people that would just want to get out of Miami for the weekend. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. Well, and you know what I found too is like a lot, you know, a lot of folks from New York are coming down and they have a ton of equity, which we're, which we're for, fortunate. They have a ton of equity in their home up there. So even, you know, young folks are able to do it. Um, they're able to sell out and bring, you know, five, six hundred thousand dollars, bring it in to our place. And like you said, they can get a pretty nice place. We, we just sold to a couple, they, they got a condo for four fifteen. you know, last week and they were able to luckily be able to pay cash for it because the, the one buyer is new to the job and his, his wife is finding a job, but they, they found out that, Hey, listen, we can't live in New York anymore. We want to move to Florida. You know, that's what we want. Yeah. Um, the scary thing is, though, I, I did a search for houses in Collier County between 450 and 650. And I think I came up with like, you know, in their parameters, yeah. fairly newer home looking for a 2005 or newer. I think it was like 11 homes in that price range. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I'm telling everybody that inventory is the one number you look at. And that's the only number that you should be focused on right now, because until that starts to really significantly go up, you're not going to see a move or compression in prices. Like it, it, it can't. Right. And you know, New York, you know, um, California, you got state income tax, very high restrictions for COVID, which I think a lot of these people are escaping, know, escaping. And it's just a, there's just so many factors that are going into this migration right now. And, uh, I just don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, and a lot of people ask me, you know, I, I try to explain the inventories. Like, say, say you're a shoe, a, a shoe salesman, right? right. So you, you're in a shoe store. You're all by yourself, and you got everybody who wants a bunch of shoes, and you have one size, yeah. and you have one brand. Does this shoe fit you? Well, maybe we can make it fit, but, you know, that's kind of what we're dealing with in, in Collier County. And, and just to give you some of these numbers, I mean, 2020, we had, you know, some of the things you put out, 4,000. Uh, in December of 2020, we had 4,400 homes available in inventory. In December of 2021, it was down to 1,000, 1,042. Yeah, so if you go back That's to... This is crazy. 2017, there was 6,246 homes available for inventory. 2018, 6,836 homes. We have, uh, as of uh, the end of 2021, 1,042. Like it's, it's a crazy number when you think of, and, and what I tell everybody, cause it, what's going to start happening, it's already started happening. Like the, the, the monthly reports are going to show a decrease in sales, right? right? Yeah. Good point. It, it's just going to happen. And it's because exactly we're a shoe shoe store without any shoes. Right. So we had all these shoes the, the previous years and we sold out of them, but now we can't get any more shoes in. We have customers they're they're lined up at the, the, the door, but we don't have anything to sell them. So, right. yeah. so we're going to start to see um, a drop in year over year sales, month to month. You're going to start to see, you know, some things dip like that, but they're not an indication that the market is, is soft. It's just an indica- indication that availability, availability right? is yeah. not there. It's it, the supply and demand one-on-one, right? Yeah. No, it's amazing that the way you, you kind of phrased it and you put it in your post, people are going to look at it like, oh, you know, things are, things are slowing up, but the, the, there's still people lined out the door. It's it's almost like a restaurant, right? Yeah. You know, if, if I can only fit so many people in, and yeah, that's it. It's, it's, you know, we're here, you know, we're open, but, you know, you might have to come back later. 
Well, and then the other side of the coin is you have a lot of people that were would be like, you know, I'd love to sell. I'd love to get a bigger place, right? But how do I how do I sell this, buy the bigger place, and then or sell this and find the bigger place? And then I don't want to sell if I can't find and and I can't pay cash, so I'm not going to win any. It's it's a very that's another another challenging part of the market because it only makes sense to sell if you're going to leave the area, right? Yeah. No, yeah. If you're going to, you know, the home lottery, right, get your money and yeah. go, you're going to have to go to, you know, Alabama, Arkansas, you know, someplace where, you know, there's not, and even those places sometimes are up from what they're normally, you know, what they normally are. Let me ask you this. How difficult is it, and, and I like in your post as well, how difficult is it for people that are financing? I mean, I think you just have to do your homework and you have to go in and you have to make sure all your documents are stated, you know, or are in, you have to work with a lender that's going to back you. But I mean, cash is king, right? And mm -hmm. it, it's a really tough conversation to have with agents. Cause they're like, everything's done. The guy's approved. He, he wants, he's ready to go. And, you know, they're like, well, something, an offer came in in cash. And, you know, as we're starting to see people like wave financing contingencies, which are very dangerous to do. I mean, you, you have to have those real conversations and really outline the risk because you're absolutely putting your deposit in jeopardy and you're doing a lot of things. But, I mean, people are starting to do it. And I think that's where the trust in a lender comes in. Like, you have to know that you're good. You're going to get it. Because what happens is you lose all those those time frames, right? So you don't get those extra days if something doesn't come through. Or, you know, here's one we're seeing a lot is appraisals are really backed up. Mm -hmm. Backed up time-wise. Right. So you might do everything right, but the appraiser is not going to get out for three or four weeks. I mean, that could, that could some, you know, sink a deal, right? I, I've seen people have to go back and say, look, you know, we're, we're good to go, but our appraisal hasn't come back. And so that surveys, same thing. So, you know, those are issues. It, it's just a, I think what you're going to see in this market is the really good agents are going to kind of rise to the, you got to know what you're doing. Like you got to know how to put a deal together. You got to know how to put your contract together. You got to know how to present it. And, and on the seller side, same thing. You got to know how to get multiple. You got to know how to deal with multiple offers. You got to know how to negotiate. I think there's probably never been a better time for a really good realtor, but they're going to work harder than they probably ever have. And you got to know your stuff. Like it, it, it's, it's not an easy market to be successful in and, and you got to grind. Like, yeah. And I think sellers right now are these multiple offers. It, it kind of overwhelms them initially and like you said, you, you teach a negotiation class, just it's preparing your sellers and your buyers to, of, to what's going to happen, you yeah. know, because I think that's a big thing. I got a seller now we're, we're doing a condo. Basically it came out to the point where like, listen, he is done with it. He's he had like offers coming, people backing out. And basically his last one, he's like, listen, this is the number, no contingency. I got somebody who really wants to buy it. They're trying their best, but in their mind, they're like, how can I buy this thing without really, you know, doing a, a good solid inspection and things like that? You got to have a little faith in it. But then again, who am I to tell them as well? So it's, it's, it's kind of tough. It's tough. Well, I think, you know, we talked, we were talking earlier and I think one of the biggest things that you have to do is set expectations. Like negotiation is not really 
most of it is out of fear, right? So I think as a listing agent or a buyer's agent, you have to have like a real hard talk with whether it's a buyer or seller on what the market's doing, what's the marketing conditions are and what to expect. And if you don't do that, you're wasting your own time. So with a seller on a listing presentation, I'm going to sit down and say, look, here's what we're going to go live. We're going to get inundated. Just be prepared. We're going to get multiple offers. I'm going to collect them all. We're going to sit down together. We're going to go through them and we're going to pick the best one that works for you. You don't have no obligation to pick it based on price or based on this. It's what works best for you. Closing date, contingencies, price, terms, and, and just let the seller know that he or she is ultimately in control. It's their decision, but, you know, go into it with a, with an understanding of what to expect and, and they'll probably deal with it a hundred times better. Yeah. I think that upfront notification is definitely yeah. a big deal because it can be overwhelming. And then, you know, trying to do this over the phone late night, sometimes it gets nine o'clock on a Friday night you're late, and they're, they, they're, they can't sleep a lot of times, you know, they're just on, on edge because you, you just don't know what's going to come. Well, what I would say and you bring up a good point is, you know, I, I was, this is not a market. Things can wait till the morning, right? Because, you know, you're, you're a buyer's agent and, and you talk to a selling a listing agent and they're like, Oh yeah, I think we're good. And then at midnight, another offer comes in, it's 20,000 over your offer and they have to present it. Yeah. And the seller's looking at it and go like, I feel bad for you. I, I know, I know we talked about it, but I'm not going to walk away from 20 grand. Yeah. So we're going to take that offer. So, you know, you got to get that stuff executed like as soon as possible. So let me ask you this. And you know, you have 200 agents. How are other agents dealing with each other? Cause I've known it's been pretty, I, I think yeah. in the last, the last sentence, be, be kind, be professional yeah. on your post. And that really like hit a nerve because I, I I've noticed people are not really nice and not really happy. And the reality is we're working for the transaction, most of us, right? right. A lot of people lose lose that point, right? We're we're 95% of the time we're working for the transaction. We we have to make this happen because guess what? If we don't, we don't get paid. Right. I, I think it's a lot of FOMO, like fear of missing out, <laughs> yeah. right? I think I think agent, I think buyers are frustrated because they're missing out on deals and they're so afraid not to get what they want. I think agents are scared to death that the buyers are gonna blame them and walk away from them. So they lose that opportunity. Listing agents are getting, you know, coming out from every direction. People are paying, playing every card they can. Oh, we, we used to golf together. We're yeah. buddies. Like, yeah, but I, I I'm not going <laughs> to, it's 20,000 more than your offer. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Like it's, how can I sugarcoat that one? Yeah. It's, 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 there is a ton of tension in the market and I think everybody just needs to breathe and kind of, like I said, you know, treat each other. Like at the end of the day, we're all in this together. Right. So getting mad at another agent and screaming and yelling is, isn't going to get you the deal. And it's even worse. It's going to ruin your chances for the next deal. Yeah, I agree. And you think, okay, so we've got 7,000 members of neighbor, right? So you got maybe 6,500 that are, you know, professionals and, and real estate, the, the word gets around of, you know, how much an asshole somebody yeah. can be really quick, Yeah, you know, it's so it's, it's, it's not really worth it. You know, it's like, you know, you try to be nice to everybody, but it is kind of frustrating sometimes when the other person doesn't understand, like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm working for the seller. I'm working for the buyer. I'm just, am I really, am I really working for them? I'm really working to make this thing come off smooth. Yeah, if you need me to show up for an inspection, you can't make it. I'm good. I'm there because ultimately, 
our goal is to, you know, get this thing closed and make it as smooth as possible, I think. Yeah. And, and get your folks their money. It's look, and it's it's okay to be like, I'm sorry you didn't get it. And I think that's the the message is communication is probably the biggest frustrating thing for agents is I called this agent, you know, 20 times, they didn't call me back. Or I just want to know if we need to move on and you know, to a new property. I just want to know if our offer was accepted. And I think agents would do themselves a lot of you just communicate. Just call back. Call back. Yeah. Email. Email. Text. Yeah. Like, hey, we're sorry. Seller went with another offer. And I think that goes a long way. And, I, I, you know, it's we've always me and you have always been in that boat of we just we love the industry. We give a lot back to it and we want to see it improve. And I just think if we all treated each other a little better, we, we'd all be better off. Yeah, no, I like that. Very good words. Adam, it's been a pleasure. Any, anything else to throw in there? You know, it's, it's been good to see. I, I'd really like to have you come on quite frequently because you yeah. just bring a, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, and it's good for us to sit here and talk and, you know, talk about the real estate world and what's going on. And I, I enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, yeah. you know, uh, you know, when you call, I'll, I'll always come. You've always been there for me. And uh, I appreciate everything you do for the industry. And you've done a lot. And I don't know how much people know, but I mean, you you ran the safety committee and you, you, you put in countless hours educating agents on safety and just a bunch of different things. And I appreciate everything you've done. No, thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And I, and I plan on doing a lot more of this. And then, you know, anytime you, you need to, you know, use the, use the studio, use the, I use the facilities. You, you got it. If anybody hasn't been here, this is by far the nicest studio in town. I mean, this place is decked out. You didn't miss a beat in here. I feel like I'm like in a professional, like it, it's, it's pretty slick. You did a hell of a job. Thank you. Thank you. The, the one thing we're missing today and usually we have it up is we need a We need our Adam uh, Milano pitchers up here. So, yeah. you know, usually we, we, we can throw them up there, but next time we'll, we'll have that yeah, set up for good. you. It's yeah. All good. Yeah. I appreciate you having me um, first class all the way. All right. Sounds good. All right, 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And usually we do a little fist bump and we are out. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.